And this is Chelsea. Welcome to Hugging and Learning, a podcast on which we talk about very special episodes from the past and discuss what they have to teach us today. Today we are talking about G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Mm -hmm. The episode Cold Slither. This is season one, episode 51. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. That's ridiculous. 51 of 3,000. It's so insane. If you watch it on Amazon Prime Video, it is season five, episode nine, because they've broken it down in a human way. IMDb's like, yeah, they had one season, 20,000 episodes. Uh, It was originally premiered on December 2nd, 1985, and it was written by Michael Charles Hill, which brings us to a segment called You Wrote What? Yay! Um, Michael Charles Hill is, uh, you know, he did a lot of cartoons and things like that, but in the beginning of his career, he wrote English dialogue for a couple of 80s Japanese cartoons, which is amazing because I hadn't heard of either of these. But the two titles that he wrote on were Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs, as well as Space Adventure Cobra. I mostly bring these up because of the, as always, masterful way that IMDb has described them. Mm -hmm. For example, Space Adventure Cobra, the synopsis on IMDb is Cobra, a famous space pirate with a psycho gun hidden in his left arm, (laughs) supposed dead for two years, is back in action. That's not long enough to be supposed dead. You need (laughs) supposed dead for a hundred years. That's dramatic. They might have meant supposed busy. Uh, He falls for bounty huntress Jane Flower, whom crime lord Necron wants dead and tries to help her save the world. It's like somebody (laughs) tore strips of plot points and threw them in a hat and they're like, I don't know, he's got a psycho gun, but it's in his left hand. (laughs) Presumed dead for two years. (laughs) Some Mad Libs. And that has been, you wrote what? (laughs) We have very special guests today. We sure as fuck Plural. Our first very special guest guest pair special guests guests slither you've heard their music and you've heard us refer to them time and again they are from the band altered revelations we have garrett and lane nobriga hello everybody how's it going everyone (laughs) so uh garrett let's hear your voice hi i'm garrett that's Garrett and Lane. And I'm Lane. There you go. So, yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> We're going to start a mini segment called You Said What? You can figure out which one of us it was. I'll continue to be the girl. Um, so, okay. today, this episode of G.I. Joe, the reason that we have these guys with us, and not just because we enjoy talking to them, but because this is about a band and they're in a yeah. band and we're going to continue our exploration of <laughs> punkers oh, and rock it. and roll music in sitcoms and, in this case, animated. Yeah, rock Television shows. In watching this, it really seems as though this season, this will be our third episode about music in culture and just how vicious and what's the word? Obvious. How obvious it is <laughs> that the people that the adults in the room don't how, like how malicious music. rock and punk music <laughs> yes. can be and how it's always like a, a, an incredible source for evil. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Before we get into this, in the incredible uh, source of evil, let's talk about our snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking Yay. of hailing Satan, this is we've really got Oreos again. <laughs> <laughs> so this time, um, uh, we've, we're going back to the well of Oreos. We're just eating Ooh. golden Oreos. Yeah. Do these? <laughs> I don't. Exotic. I don't. It doesn't have any description. Oh, well, no, we don't need it just one. says golden. They could be lemon. They could be vanilla. The only description it has on this package is that they're sandwich cookies. Ooh. And this little thing in the corner that says slit appears when opened. Wait, what? That might be. Oh, on the packaging. I'm like, I'm... 
That might help us find the secret Oreo treasure (laughs) hidden somewhere in the... And it's gold-flavored. Maybe it was the golden age of Oreos. Maybe. I'm just assuming vanilla? I don't know. We we have... This is as much information as we have going into eating these snacks. Let's eat these goddamn snacks, and then we'll tell you all about it. I don't care about these cookies at all. No. <laughs> but I found an amazing review of them. <laughs> this should be the new review. I want that in quotes. I don't care about this, but here's what I found. <laughs> Golden whatever. Anyway. Anyway, um, on gourmetcookiebouquets.com. Fuck off. <laughs> what the are you sure it's not gourmetcookiebuckets.com? <laughs> because that's a site I'm familiar with. No, there's a cue in it, and there's an article, Chocolate Oreos versus Golden Oreos, which flavor is better? Mm. It basically says Golden Oreos are just vanilla, but this person really likes them and says they're the ultimate chocolate-free cookie. But <laughs> What? That's not saying it anything. It says no. there's a bunch of nonsense about how to eat Oreos, and then <laughs> there's a whole paragraph this that is starts, a of a website. With the, starts with the sentence... There's no scientific proof that chocolate Oreos are better than golden Oreos. <laughs> what? <laughs> not yet. You're not allowed to know about case studies till they're done. And then, it, <laughs> right? You know what? Gravity's a theory too. <laughs> you know what? Women can blush in the dark. <laughs> and then it does. It does go on to say that one serving of Oreo regular sandwich cookies is 160 calories. One serving of golden Oreos is 170s. What is in the golden Oreo to give it those 10 extra calories per serving? This may sway the vote as dieters are able to eat one less golden for every serving of dark Oreo. But then it does, it swings back and says the calorie conscious are usually the last to cast their votes on issues of this significance. (laughs) If a person is able to refrain from clearing out an entire row of Oreos at one sitting, should their vote even be counted? (laughs) So many good questions brought up in this. Here's the thing. I want to make fun of this site and person more, but I feel like a couple of bad choices in my life, and that would be me. (laughs) I'd be like, people don't understand how to eat Oreos. Uh, I know who gets a vote. (laughs) You're afraid of what you might find in yourself. It's true. Which is pretty much Oreos. (laughs) So golden Oreo means that you'll find the best version of yourself by thinking too much. More importantly, I feel like by eating these two cookies, I unate two cookies. Yeah, so it's like a dark matter and, and regular matter. There's uh, shit. Don't eat these. <laughs> yeah, just get regular yeah, Oreos. Just, they been, taste like vanilla wafers with stuff in them. This has been cookiepit.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about a goddamn episode of... Uh, let's talk about a God-blessed okay. America episode of <laughs> yeah. television. Okay, G.I. Joe. God. A real American hero, known as Action Force in the UK, fun fact. Sure. As a half-hour... American animated television series created by Ron Friedman based on the toy line from Hasbro. The cartoon ran in syndication from 1983 to 1986. I'm going to go ahead and say we got to stop doing TV shows based on toys. Yeah, this is fucking nonsense. This was my the question. Names. Yeah. The, the names. The names. <laughs> <laughs> I have that written down. I'm like, oh my God, more names. 
When Hasbro launched G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, the toy line in 1982, alongside the Marvel Comics series, launched at the same time, they commissioned Marvel Productions to produce a series of fully animated 30-second TV commercials to promote the toys. The commercials got so popular, it led to the production of a G.I. Joe miniseries in 1983, which was then promoted to a full series in 1985, with an initial order for 55 episodes in order to make up the required 65 episodes for syndication. So that's why the first season is 55 episodes (laughs) long, so they can immediately syndicate it. The story, as to be expected, revolves around the characters that are all toys. As new char- as new toys would come out, those characters would become more prominent on the series. Mm-hmm. Older characters would sort of fall by the wayside. Basically, the G.I. Joes are the good guys, and they're constantly fighting this shady terrorist organization called Cobra. Man, isn't this fucking quaint for a terrorist organization? <laughs> it sure is. And it's like they're all colorful, and they're not <laughs> murdering they're people like left and right. They're mostly British. It's more marketable that way. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, terrorism. we're gonna we're gonna steal a painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's fucking go to town, man. Yeah. yeah, and then when the one terrorist organization goes offline for a day and a half in this episode, the there, are, mili- there is no other crime in the world being committed. That's right. The military plays golf. <laughs> 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 like, well, Cobra's gone dark, so I guess we're what, guess just we're hanging just out now. now. Yeah, yeah. What a what a time to be alive, where you could believe that one group uh, eliminating one group would make the world a peaceful place. People still <laughs> believe America. that though. The world's on fire and everything's terrible. <laughs> the Illuminati wants you to believe that's not the case oh, anymore. Right. Wait, what does Jay Z want me to believe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw out here that I'm willing to bet I'm the only person who watched this as a child. I'm the only person. Miles was matter. singing the freaking theme song. <laughs> Did you along really with the? Oh, good. We'll have plenty to talk about then. I got yeah. no questions are completely answered. Oh yeah, I actually the way that I really would have. This is another TV show that I would have sworn ran for much longer because it's just so goddamn many episodes. But I've seen all of them. And the G.I. Joe movie mm-hmm. starring Burgess Meredith as the bad oh, guy. Oh yeah. yep. God, I saw the first one. Yes, and then the horrible movies. I was a big fan of G.I. Joe, and it's really... I haven't watched it in a long time, and looking back at it now, it's such... Its time and place is 1983. For sure. And nowhere else. G.I. Joe, according to the opening title sequence voiceover... (laughs) is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. So if you thought G.I. Joe was one one person, you are incorrect, no. is the name for the whole force. Its purpose to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. A public safety lesson is usually featured at the end of each episode, um, using the characters to impart safety tips to children, giving birth to the catchphrase, and knowing is half the battle. That first line in the song, which I thought was great, mm-hmm. how clear they make it. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra, the enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting to save the day. Now you're clear on where you are going. Since I had never seen it, it really clarified. (laughs) I felt like a sleeper cell. Yep. (laughs) Whoa. I was like, oh man, I got to go practice my roundhouse kicks. (laughs) It's been a minute. The whole song really sums up G.I. Joe and (laughs) what they are and aren't willing to do. How they will never give up. Then no. they, they will, in fact, stay till the fight's done. GI Joe is there, and also in the in the opening credits. Which, if you have a second and some weed, go <laughs> ahead and pick some of that up. Uh, watch some of these these opening credits because they're just nonsense. It's just you know some generic battles, but 
in every iteration of them is like somebody doing something that it's like, that's probably, there's a better way to do this. <laughs> like, for example, in these credits, they show like Destro, one of the Cobra, the enemy. Um, somebody punches him and then picks him up and throws him. Another Joe catches him and throws him to another no, Joe. It's yeah. like just potato. sort of throws him on the ground. It's like, you could have done that in one step. No. <laughs> Trying to toss him to We're prison one Joe at a three time. Things at once We're learning A, look at our biceps, America. Yeah. B, teamwork. You know what? Why beat a bad guy when you can beat a bad guy with your bros? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Bros beating bad guys like bros. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Bros before cobras. That's, That's what I've always said. Cobros. 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 So, act one starts in the desert, where Cobra, in their Cobra-branded blue vans... <laughs> They're the worst at keeping a low Seriously, profile. It's fucking the worst. awful. <laughs> they are unloading ill-gotten gains into a vault in a cave in the middle of a desert. It does look like a very secure location. The yeah. cave is... It's sort of like... um, What's the thing in Lord... Helm's Deep? <laughs> Yes, it's um, like Helm's Deep. Yes. That's uh, my first thought on it, too. Helm's Deep. You guys, the Eye of Cobra. Remember that up in the sky? Yeah. I do. <laughs> Remember Duke the White? <laughs> it's a little on the nose. No, no, no. Hold on. He was, Duke, he was Duke the Gray originally, and then he, <laughs> then he, fought, uh, the he fought the band in this episode and emerged oh, back as Duke the White. So they're, they're unloading crates of something valuable. Mm-hmm. We don't know what, because as soon as we we see them, G.I. Joe starts exploding them with lasers. Much like the song, G.I. Joe is there. First things first, they pull up in three fucking dune buggies. Yes. And by the way, if you're... Stealth if you're, dune buggies. They have That names. have lasers on the front of them. Absolutely. Yeah. And Lady J is one of the very few female Joes. She's not James. a rapper? Uh, her name no. is Cover Girl. Okay. No, this is Lady J. Cover Girl's a different one. Oh, God, Please. Man, they all look the same. Shit. You ain't need to try <laughs> me. I know who Lady J is. IMDb was very unclear about this yeah, then. Yeah, it's, it's Lady J, Cover Girl, and a third lady. Yes. <laughs> Whose name might be name? Third Lady. Yeah. <laughs> third Girl. Third Lady. Attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, lady J looks at us like, there's the Cobra Stronghold. Remind me to thank Intelligence. Uh-huh. And I was like, cool. <laughs> That's somehow condescending and not yeah, enough. Yeah, Intelligence is like, this is our job. Now do your job. <laughs> like, we did our, didn't know thanking. We're all just working together. That was the trend yeah. I noticed in the entire series from the one episode I watched is we like to keep it simple for the kids yeah. or for everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. the easiest propaganda. Oh, here's, here's But it's also just like, Every every sentence is a plot point. Sure. This took me a long time to watch for such a short episode because I kept having to make notes because there's no character development. There are no relationships. <laughs> no, 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 there no, no. There's nothing sides. interpersonal happening. Everything, every sentence is just plot, 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 more plot, more plot, blowing something up, more plot. And character development is just adding an accessory. Yeah, you do that on <laughs> your own time <laughs> I've got home. a new gun. Oh, Flint, yeah. changed. Yes. <laughs> My impression was that G.I. Joe could have at least like seen what was in those crates before blowing blowing them up. Maybe it was something they could have used. Well, based on what they find later, yeah, maybe. It's probably yeah. full of money. Also, here, here, I, I just found a, a copy of that intelligence report. Follow the blue vans that say Cobra on them. Right, they're full of More life-saving medicine. Don't blow those crates up. <laughs> we don't read. You said put pictures down. So, a shootout ensues. 
One Cobra operative with a terrible British accent. Major blood. I wrote that down too. It was like, who is this? He's got a handlebar mustache. Yes. He escapes on an ATV into the desert. A singular Joe follows him on foot. No, no, well, that's that was a bad guy. guy. That's yeah. another oh, it's another had a bad Cobra guy. logo. Who yeah. says errand boy? That's what I was like. Yeah, yeah I was we're like, is that a Also, but like, if you're on the same team, like, circle your dune buggy back around and pick up your bro, your Cobra. Cobra. One of them's got to run. <laughs> no. There's no loyalty among Cobras. We find terrorists. this out later. I do yeah. want to point out that Major Blood, who it is, his name is Major Blood, yep. which I guess was when they ran out of all the other names. <laughs> he is talking as though he is making fun of somebody with a British accent. His, here's his line. Here's my best impression. Cheerio, mateys. At least I shall live to fight another day. That's Yay. spot on. We have three special guests here today. Thank you very much. It's me, Major Blood. <laughs> the real one. Next next up for Major Blood, <laughs> West End production of Oliver Twist. Please, some more. The mission is a success, I guess. The cargo's all blown up. The Cobras surrender. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out the bunker is full of jewels and money in the Mona Which, Lisa. By the, Mona the Lisa, way, yeah. yeah. What modern, in the 80s, modern day villains are still using pirate treasure? For all of their currency. Bags with dollar signs on it. And this isn't the Mona Lisa. They show up to buy enriched uranium and they're like, we have pearl necklaces, we have emeralds, we have the Mona Lisa. But you're not a bad guy. I I need to say, this isn't the Mona Lisa. This is an earlier draft called the Mona Janine. Because it is so fucking poorly done. One of my favorite things in that whole beginning part, though, was the... uh, the line that the the bad guy had said as far as, you know, this is going to finance us for the next fiscal Fiscal year. year. We're very on top of like business sense here. Cobra wears masks so that you don't see them looking at the camera every single time. (laughs) (laughs) The next fiscal year. Our fiscal year, as you all know, runs June to June. So let's get those crates in there. Pull it up on August 31st. (laughs) Put all our eggs in one basket. So that that brings us to our call to adventure, actually, because all this has just been preamble. Which is this which is, is what always Campbell happens. Going, Yo Joe, <laughs> Yo Joe, Sif <laughs> Campbell. So this is all. <laughs> well done. Oh, we're all. <laughs> so this is all preamble. This is the ordinary world. It's not even disrupted. Like this is what always happens. Cobra tries to do a thing. GI Joe takes him down. But now we have a call to adventure. Cobra Commander talking to his twin evil CPAs, Zaymont and Tomax, and they say you're broke and your creditors are demanding payment. On your debts, it's real rough. Uh, worth noting, by the way, Zaymont and Tomax are twins in this, and you don't see it. It's often, always, in every other episode, if you punch one of them, the other one feels <gasps> it. It's one of those so twin situations. Whoa. All those ignorant questions It's like came a return to which mountain yeah, 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 scenario. This show made a bunch of assholes out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was if one I of the punch th- you, is he going to feel it? <laughs> exactly. Let me just try it. That was one of the things while I was watching it as I'm trying to catch up and learn about these characters. Oh, man. And <laughs> I feel like I got nowhere no. from the entire thing. Mm-mm. I know everything there is to know about these characters, and it's not very much. <laughs> there are also like four voice actors. So yeah. it's like the guy that plays uh-huh. Cobra Commander is also Break is also someone mm-hmm. like so it isn't so, even easy to sort of differentiate he he's Murphy <laughs> <laughs> it is a real clump situation GI clumps, yeah, clumps. So, so all the Cobra employees the henchmen are now shown standing in the unemployment line in outside the social holy, services in their evil uniform <laughs> <laughs> put on a fucking tie asshole <laughs> you have 48 hours commander to come up with 200 million dollars is what the CPAs say so now we have that benchmark to shoot yeah. for, I guess. The ticking clock. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I loved the reaction on that. 
because he says that, and then Cobra has like just this, ah, but in a hiss because he's yeah. a Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> ah, also, I don't care what kind of evil industry you are. Don't fucking threaten a terrorist organization. <laughs> That's what I was confused. You better pay up. You still got your lasers, huh? Uh, all right. Well, you got three days. <laughs> well, I like that they at least, you know, have that responsibility. They feel like they need to pay their debts, you know? Yes. 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 No argument. Yes. Yes. The original Lannisters. Yeah. It's you know yeah, what? who are his creditors? Fucking Bank of America? Like who? I mean, who is lending? Yeah. 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 A little fucking on the nose there. The yeah. Once again, we are sponsored by Bank of America. <laughs> Just <laughs> for full disclosure, Cobra Commander and, and most of Cobra in this are like, oh, we owe this money. Where I feel like their primary way of dealing with things should be, you know. Murder. Like throughout this, they should be like, I owe you what? Zap, zap, zap. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, even if they zap, zap, zap away all their creditors, they still can't apparently pay their henchmen, who are very concerned about getting paid all through this episode. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, wage disputes happening. Yeah, there really are. Over the course of this Unions, thing. am I right? I know. So next up, we go to G.I. Joe headquarters, yep. where the G.I. Joes are hanging out watching sports games. Football. 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 And they aren't aware that they've defeated Cobras. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the funniest part they're sitting around playing football and they fucking won and then Cobra Commander interrupts the broadcast which he's so he's so good at, he can just get on the airwaves yeah. whenever he fucking feels like it and they always have a TV on so it's like they have this open line it's, it's like, like they're in each other's DMs they're just like constantly they told me I should lease the interrupting <laughs> broadcast machine but I bought it so yeah. where to go Cobra Commander jokes on them broke. <laughs> it's paid for itself uh, so he's like hey don't worry about us Cobra's still a fucking bad guy we are not out of the game <laughs> and Duke's like uh oh we should stop watching sports and, and go take care of them. Yeah, Duke's like, oh, we've got them on the run now. They seem afraid. And I was like, you got that from that? Okay, sure. <laughs> were you just going to watch the rest of the fucking sports game? <laughs> oh, wait. What are we? Oh, we're supposed to take care of Oh, we have one mission. We have one. Oh, oh right. The one What thing. was that theme song again? We're stay, stay till the fight is done. Stay till the fight is done. <laughs> wait, who's Cobra? The enemy. The enemy. The enemy. The enemy. That's right. right. Okay. Is, that, is that an acronym? No, he's just a snake man. Okay, well, what's their go. symbol? Are they hiding it? No, it's a no, it's no. It'll funny. be Check clearly the labeled. On their yeah. yeah, let's go look for the fortress that has a bunch of snakes on it. Thanks, intelligence. Uh, we found the <laughs> fortress and we're parachuting down onto it. They are mounting the laziest attack <laughs> with... Three helicopters and two fucking hang gliders. And Duke has the gall to say, be prepared for anything. No, be prepared for the three things we can handle with this equipment. Well, don't launch a mission on Football Sunday, then. How yeah, about right? it? Yeah. They get inside to the fortress, they, which is clearly labeled with the Cobra signs. Of course. They get into a control room of sorts, but it's covered in dust. Mm -hmm. And it's a ghost town. Clearly, Cobra abandoned this fort long ago go yeah. that was yesterday that we blew up their money yeah this is dust is not accumulating. it was that already quickly. dusty <laughs> <laughs> right yeah already dusty. that wasn't part of the budget was clean. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. the evil twin cpas are leading people on a tour of the fortress and the joes run into them and they're like what are you doing here and they're like yeah we we foreclosed on this property we're trying to drum up some bidders for an auction here 
You know, t- the top secret property TV. that you guys had to find through your intelligence. Yeah. We, it's, it's, we have it on Zillow. You could have. <laughs> sure, it was just like an animation mistake. But Roadblock is the guy who gets on the computer and is like, I'm sensing some activity next door, which, all right, fine. What do you get? A, <laughs> we get a room size radar. Yeah. Wait a second. There's something coming. It's a oh, heat that's, sensor. Oh, that's me. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> but when he sits down, does anybody notice he sits in a, a bright pink office chair? No, I didn't. This office that. chair is was... stark pink. Dang. Which is an interesting choice, and I'm beginning to see where their money went. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody uh, we need him. chairs with a bit of flat. <laughs> yeah, can we get that Kate Spade chair that I saw? <laughs> the twins, evil guys, say that they uh, are looking for Cobra Commander. Actually, he has skipped town, and he owes them a lot of money, and they want to find him just as badly as the Joes do. And you think, oh, an alliance will form, but don't get excited. Very short-lived. Cut to a waterfront. Okay. Oh, my God. This is my favorite thing. What kind of people populate this waterfront, you might ask? Fucking bearded bums. (laughs) And it is people experiencing homelessness. Yeah. And sex workers. One singular extravagant punker. There is. There's, there's <laughs> a punker by the fire. Who who looks at Cobra Commander and his henchman person who are wearing trench coats and glasses. Okay. And they're like, oh, the aliens have landed. It's like, nobody, this is not the finger-pointing district. <laughs> no, no get, don't well. point your fingerless gloved finger at me. <laughs> Looks like the bandana is on the other thigh now. <laughs> but uh, Cobra Commander is uh, not impressed. He says this He's is not. nothing but a slum. And so they are headed towards Stinky's Billiard Emporium. <laughs> it might as well be the Dirt Club. It's I the Dirt Club. take umbrage with this name. <laughs> Because I feel like it's like Stinky had to go through like a thesaurus. Here's some. Here are some of the first names that he he went to. Oh, here we go. Okay, first draft. Stinky's Zero Snooker one. Swamp. <laughs> fair, fair. Stinky's Pool Shithole. <laughs> and Stinky's Ball Slapping Warehouse. <laughs> and then he's like, we have oh, an HR b- guy. Billiard Emporium. Let's just do that. Yeah, the other names were taken. Um, so Cobra Commander's there to get a million dollar loan from. Stinky. Dinky himself. <laughs> million dollar loan in bills. In a attache case. So fucking, okay. Uh, there's so much here. It's Stinky is a man of short stature who mispronounces common words. He is, in all essence, a short evil Borat. It's malapropism after malapropism. How could I be of abstinence to you? Which <laughs> yeah. That was the best one. I loved his entrance. And this is where my... Terrible puns start because mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, we nailed it!" So I named him GI Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> He's two feet tall, and he had the best like little man syndrome power move I've Truly ever seen, did. where he stands behind the chair and has two big guys pick him up and put him in the chair. So you moving. don't have to see him like struggle and That's jump. That's right. Yeah. Also, look at these power. big guys. Yeah, you gotta yeah. show power where you can. You know, and I love. The unbridled accents in this episode just oh, yeah. Oh, oh boy. yeah. You mean New York or British? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's best. me, Stinky, <laughs> and me, my jumpers. <laughs> he says things like "apprehensive them" <laughs> and "hand over the attachment case." I like the attachment case. That was, um, that was, that and, was pretty good. But he does lend them one million dollars at four hundred percent per week yes. interest. Yes. And there's one more condition of the deal. He wants to see under Cobra Commander's mask. Don't we all? 
We yeah. all want to well, see that. Well, Chelsea, a little bit of uh, history for you. Oh, my if God. If you do, in fact, watch the G.I. Joe movie... Uh, the four-part animated... Uh, Angus. Is it Angus? <laughs> His name is Angus Commander. <laughs> Cobra Angus Commander. It turns out that Cobra was actually an alien species. Yeah, I... I, I what? I am registering all of your looks. And I all it. they want to do is, like, steal the Mona Lisa? Uh, no, no, no. It was, it was formed the by a, a large worm man named Globulus, who was originally called Cobra La, and they sent Cobra Commander into the world to pave the way for the actual Cobra He's aliens. Doing a terrible job. Yeah, absolutely. Cobra Commander was a scientist in the original alien lair and accidentally, while he was trying to build a spore that turned everybody into snakes, accidentally sprayed himself in the face and ended up with a bunch of snake eyes all over his face. So that's what so, he looks like. He looks oh, wow. like he's got a bunch of little snakes. Is eyes. he a human? He's a human man. No, well, Working for an, aliens. Yeah. No. No, he's an alien being. Working for aliens. In a humanoid form. These are the lowest achieving aliens I have ever Dude. encountered. Well, don't worry. When you get to the movie, Globulus has a lot to say to Cobra Commander and all of his failures. <laughs> yeah. Just like a performance evaluation. Yeah. yeah. Well, he like, turns him into um, a snake. So, oh. uh, there you go. How biblical. Spoiler. Uh, um, <laughs> this has been Don't Bother by Andrew <laughs> Craig. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, G.I. Joe Pesci reaches for Cobra oh, Commander's so mask, and it shocks him. The mask shocks him, and he's paralyzed in place. And the Cobras grab the attachment case of money and run out. But then somehow, like, Cobra Commander runs out, but then Major Blood or whoever he was with gets left behind? That's Errand Boy. I don't know who this guy is. He's oh, like yeah, Snake Face or something. Well, the, no, but like, so, the so they is... get back to the submarine thing. And well, Baroness says, where's Major Blood? And someone else is like working on his resume. Yeah, because he ran away in the beginning. I get oh. it. I understand everybody. It's, it's Yo, you watch TV, as huh? stupid <laughs> and convoluted as can be. But once you know that that's Major Blood in the beginning, it all falls into place. And uh, I, guess. Confusing. I guess. Let's not skip over the bad guys, the two henchmen that G.I. Joe Pesci has mm-hmm. names. You want to say their names? I love their names. Well, those names would be... Of course, Frankie and Guido. <laughs> Frankie and Guido. <laughs> in case you were wondering whether they were mimicking Italians or not. Yeah, there's no yeah. like texture in the characters. It's more <laughs> no, of like, no, no. this is what they yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. So just to sum up this plan, in case anybody's confused, Cobra Commander has gone to Stinky's Billiard Emporium <laughs> to get a million dollar loan, all in small bills, in a briefcase that he calls an attachment case, on loan from Stinky himself with 400% interest. However, that's all a ruse because the Baroness knocks out the power and Cobra Commander takes care of the henchman and just steals the money, which he could have just done immediately. Also, why didn't they just murder everybody? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. They could have easily fallen into that when they were talking to the, the people they owe money to in the first place. I don't think anybody gets murdered in these cartoons. No, nobody does, but I'm just saying. Also, when they leave Batman. and they're driving away, I don't know if anybody noticed this, Stinkies is misspelled on the billboard. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's Stinkies. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so Cobra Commander, Destro, and Baroness... Destro. Head off to a bayou shack owned by Zartan. It looks like it's going to be this terrible low-rent shack in the middle of the swamp, but it turns out to actually be a super high-tech lair in disguise mm-hmm. with a tiny remote. It that's, turns into a control room. That's where I first picked up on where we were going with the music part. 
because I had a side story in my head about that being Kiss, mm-hmm. um, but they wanted to try the criminal life, so mm-hmm. they just took the white part of their makeup off and mm-hmm. decided to pick oh, up accents. That's fair. I call so them a swamp dwelling, swamp dwelling Rolling Stones parody. Didn't there you go. Kiss See, they were going for that. Didn't Kiss have a cartoon? They did. Yeah. yeah. They also so, had a movie, Kiss Meets yeah. the Phantom of the Park. Where does he live in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so this is Zartan and his group called the Dreadnoughts. Zartan is a master of disguise. The Dreadnoughts are just fucking doofuses. <laughs> they're, they're like mercenaries, <laughs> but like fucking dumb. So the yeah. Baroness proceeds to explain Operation Cold Slither to the assembled group yeah, of villains. Um, Destro, now this is important. None of this is important, but in, in this in this pile of things, this is the most important, non-important thing. Destro has created a program that writes rock and roll music and inserts subliminal messages. The music will lull people into a trance and make them totally subject to our will, is what the Baroness says. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So in order for this plan to work, we got to dress up the dreadnoughts like a gl- glam rock band and record a song and make a video. And then they'll and then they'll get real popular real quick, and then we'll control everyone. Yeah, I think here's yeah. here's how you need to address most of the things in GI Joe. Ask me what kind of software is making this. Uh... What kind of software? <laughs> yeah, and apparently the order of operations is for whatever reason the uh-huh. song will first first we will address the men. Sure. But the song has already been recorded. Yes. We will address the men. We will make a video of them lip syncing, and then subliminal messages will be added after the video is made to both the music video and the album. I'm sure that's how this technology yeah. always works. Well, yeah. But it was nice to have a primer for me not having made sure. right, right, right. this sort of art before. Well, now we know how the music industry works. Well, there's a right. phrase for it now called, we'll fix it in post. And that's yeah. where yeah. that comes from. I just was kind of like, why add this detail about adding the subliminal messages after? Is it because they're going to go shoot this music video and there needs to be an explanation it's... for why everybody on the set doesn't get brainwashed while they're shooting the music video? I guess. They have to be like, no, it comes I after. thought Maybe? It was just laziness because they're like, well, how are we supposed to portray like a good subliminal message? We'll just say we'll do it later. Yeah, we, we did it. When, probably, we didn't yeah. show you when we did it. We did yeah, it after. Yeah, yeah. We did, we're gonna they do hired it. someone cheaper because they're trying to cut costs now. They learned the <laughs> yeah. first time. Right. Somebody will panic because they realized intern. That... It's like a Cobra intern. Exactly. They're like, they're like Joey, you and I do subliminal stuff, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a millennial. You do it. Sure. <laughs> I thought also, the rock would just Joey's do it Joey's like, you yeah, have an app for that, but it's going to cost me four bucks. Can you cover it? <laughs> no, no. We are, we are deeply in debt. <laughs> also, what's like, this is the longest of long cons. It's like, we're going to get so long. We got a million dollars from Stinky. No problem. <laughs> Next up, write a hit song. Next up after that, costumes, a right. video, a hit music, and then a concert. If there <sighs> were not, are there not 199 more Stinkies you can knock off? It's like that Jay-Z song. <laughs> <laughs> 199 <laughs> problems. But a Stinky <laughs> also, because uh, obviously we know because it's a very short episode of television and this is the logic of this world that they, mm. this band is going to get really popular really quickly. Oh, but yeah. what if they actually had to like work as a band for many years to rise to the top of the <laughs> charts? It would have been the fucking longest con. <laughs> you mean instead of two fucking days? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the one that they're, they're really going to call a Cobra commander in for a performance evaluation. After yeah. They're going to be oh. like, look, I mean, I guess I get this plan, but this is just, is just the longest way you could have gone about raising this money. For sure. All right, we're opening at Stinky's next week. (laughs) On our way. I'm so excited. 
So we've got a really rare opportunity here because next up we go to that video shoot. And very luckily, uh, Altered Revelations just recently shot their own very first video. So sure I'm was it just sh- like this? Yeah. We spent so much money. We spent $5 on filming and a billion dollars on equipment <laughs> replacing our instruments yep. and buying weapons for playing yeah. music. <laughs> With chainsaws and everything. Did you have like a backup flamethrower or just the one flamethrower? No, man. We're broke as Cobra. That's... (laughs) I'm broke as Cobra. We had one shot and we did not miss our chance to blow, pun intended. Word. Fire. Word, word. Well, this was something that I was thinking too, is that typically the band's not the one that starts doing a mosh pit. It's the crowd when they're performing. Yeah, usually the music inspires the crowd to do things. No, No then the song stops. and Well, actually not in this instance. It doesn't. The song didn't stop until after the vocalist had already said something. Well, they were just lip syncing anyway, It's true, yeah. Yeah. But did you you have a director, like this director, who was jumping around and screaming, this is is art, not not exploitation. Feel your motivation. I had Frankie and Guido put me in my director's chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to? Be insanely tall <laughs> Who wants to give us the, the first couple of lines of the Cold Slither hit? If nobody else does, it's in my mind <laughs> all the time. That. It's yeah. rolling around there for the last 30 years. <laughs> Cold Slither, you'll be joining us soon. A band of Vipers playing our tomb with an iron fist. With Vipers fist and an iron fist, we shall rule. There's something about a new yeah. world order that's coming. The, the rest of the lyrics get a Cobra, Cobra is name-checked. Uh, yeah. Don't bother with your words. We've heard them before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Solid. <laughs> I have a theory about all of the lyrics. Yeah. I think the same person wrote all the lyrics in this show. You mean the, the G.I. Joe theme song and then this? And anything else that comes up from here. Cold slither us. You get it. <laughs> A band of vipers, still us, (laughs) (laughs) playing our tune. That's music. (laughs) So there's a guy on set who's some sort of, he's wearing a suit. He's some sort of company man or something. I don't know who's, who's, who's giving orders to Cobra Commander. Like, there's no record label with a vested interest in this. It's just no. a vanity project, and yet there's a guy. A vanity project. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to talk about terrorism. <laughs> terrorism. I, man, I have so much for our band. Ultimate vanity what's, what's project. Terrorism and. Terrorism and rock and roll. Terrorism, rock and roll. Then follow up. Terrorism. <laughs> terrorist passion project. project. It is the ultimate <laughs> terrorist, terrorist passion project. Well, I'd assume so. Still, I there, feel like this. Now is we so sold out and got to this point. <laughs> right. But is, no, sorry. What I meant, what I was trying to say is like before we got. <laughs> no, no, no. Say more. This say guy more. comes over and the guy in his suit and he's like, "We're in overtime. The union won't go for this." And Cobra Commander does not give a rat's ass about no union, and he yeah. says. The only union they should be worried about is the one between their head and their shoulders, which is a sick right to work burn. Yeah. So that they've done multiple takes. They're into overtime. The next take, the Dreadnoughts and Zartan start destroying the set and Cobra Commander's like, this is what I wanted. It's like, well, then why haven't you done it yet? (laughs) Why have we done the multiple takes of like actually trying? And it's like, finally, they've remembered where they put their sword gun. Oh, my favorite was the, my favorite was the small chainsaw that has like a finger trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Someone got poked (laughs) out of their mind. It's like, I need a weapon. I want to make this, make this weapon for me. 
me. I want it to have a trigger. I want a gun, but it's also got a chainsaw. It's like a it. chainsaw gun with a trigger. Yeah. It's yeah. like a it's gonna drumsticks. Be awesome. Make my drumsticks. <laughs> All right, let me. Ron, let me ask you something. What's what's missing from a chainsaw? A shoulder brace. <laughs> <laughs> so they they're destroying the set, and there's a bayonet. There's a flamethrower. Everyone, everyone, all the union men, I guess, are freaking out like, no, no, we're going over budget. They're animals. They're barbarians. <laughs> but Cobra Commander's like, keep the film rolling. That's a day at work for everybody, sure. I guess. Like, then they clock out and go home at that point. Yeah, they're like, mm, that's some good terrorism. That's right. That's what <laughs> I we feel like I can we, put uh, my name on that. <laughs> after we finished our film shoot, same thing. Yeah, music videos. That can be added to my resume, resume now under The Enemy. Yeah. That's yeah. the only two credits <laughs> I have. <laughs> PA, Associate Director, The yeah. Enemy. The Enemy. So the next thing we know, we are at Extensive Enterprises, yeah. which turns out to be the home yeah. of the evil CPA twins. <laughs> And Cold, Cold Slither has hit the top 20 in three days, fame, so easy, and the CPA twins offer to forgive Cobra Commander's debts in exchange for a share of the profits. The publishing yeah. credits. Did anybody notice the name of the magazine that Cobra Commander's referencing when he says that Cold Slither's doing no. so well? Big Hit Weekly. <laughs> this doesn't even make sense timeline-wise, because if they've... Weekly. Big, big weekly. Hit Weekly... Big Hit Weekly comes out weekly. They've only been in the top. They've only been in existence for three days. Yeah, well, if he needs only. to at least be like last week. We hit the top. Yeah, you've overthought GI Joe. Yeah. Well, you forget that Cobra is funding this magazine, and his week is about four hours long. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so. It's true. Um, so cut to a high school and a teacher who really hates kids. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean Janet Reno? <laughs> she was. This is a this is a handsome woman. Built like a nice cream truck <laughs> they were like enormous we need a teacher here but all we have are linebacker cartoons put some fucking it's pearls the same on the line from the football scene yeah. and I, you so uh, the teacher is like how am I supposed to grade papers with all this music There, all the kids in the hall are playing the cold slither song on sure. large boom boxes and then but then the bell rings for class to start and she goes out in the hall and they've all disappeared yeah. and I thought we need their formula because I want to make kids influence enough to forget and cut school after they've already made it to school show up they to school the hard part yes yeah, exactly, and they still cut school. And I want to like, know what they're right. So cut to a golf course. The this, Joes, uh, now that Cobra is bankrupt and seems to be not doing anything uh, terrorist-wise at the moment, the Joes are playing golf, they're barbecuing, they're swimming, they're so bored, they don't have anything to do, and the world is completely at peace because this is the only terrorist organization. <laughs> and well, yeah. any criminals, they yeah. all filed for unemployment. Yep, man, the 80s are cool and so now we're just paying the military to fuck around <laughs> three of the joes are listening to cold slither which has now hit number one on the charts oh what's that chelsea who are these three oh, i'll Foot tell you right now breaker and shipwreck you're right <laughs> shipwreck is uh, jack nicholson if he was a sailor breaker has a uh britney spears time microphone in front of his face and footloose is some sort of hippie camo guy with a live yeah. grenade on his suspenders that'll come up later too that's what i noticed what? Uh, yeah, so they're enjoying Cold Slither, and Footloose himself is dancing like a man who's having conniption fit inside a tight, invisible booth. <laughs> Just doing this. He was raised conservative, but he wants to be free. <laughs> it's true. He's like, I have dance information. Man, they, they're just loving the song, and they and then at the end of the song on the radio... 
Cold Slither announces, or the radio DJ announces that Cold Slither is having a concert tonight at the, quote, sports arena. Sports arena. <laughs> and Fuck off. The three Joes who've been listening to the song say, they better get going, and they stumble out of the room in a trance with full zombie arms straight out in front of them. Saying Cold Slither. Yeah. So now we've got these three Joes who are totally entranced under the spell. They get into a vehicle. They're headed for the entrance to the military compound which is protected by armed guards and the guards are like stop halt and the joes draw their weapons That's on these how... brothers in arms and shout instruments? let us out or die this is not how guarding works though. <laughs> you're not like don't leave <laughs> military don't leave so, also it's worth noting by the way that when they become zombified and under the control of cold slither you mean metalheads metalheads when they fall victim to the dangers of music yes as so many children and military men. <laughs> it's it's as though it's like a science fiction moment because one of them, I can't remember, goes, we better get going. And then there's this pause and he goes, man. And you're supposed to be like, oh no. Oh no, oh, he paused too I long. Yep. Also, by the way, Shipwreck's parrot is hypnotized. <laughs> I just fucking thought that was dope. That's all. That's true. He's just like, when he's along for the ride, or he's just super chill about the whole thing. Yeah, and he's like, whatever we're doing is fine. He's a military bird. He's seen some shit. As long as I get some fucking crackers. Yeah. <laughs> so Duke, uh, Duke convenes a council and tells the rest of the Joes uh, to send the MPs after the three renegade dudes. He's going to court martial them. He's going to court martial them. <laughs> and he's going to court martial them because they went AWOL, not because they pulled their weapons on their brothers in arms. Uh, yeah. They were supposed to be where they were supposed to be, <laughs> laying around listening to music. Exactly. <laughs> not shooting and leaving. Just because Cobra's washed up doesn't mean I'm going to let discipline slip around here, yeah, is hey, what he says. But they're not bankrupt today. That's exactly. Cobra is. They didn't have discipline. Duke apparently took over for Hawk at some point as being like the head guy because he was a new toy. And yeah. so Hawk got sort of put out to pasture. Oh. And then later on, Chelsea, Cousin <laughs> Oliver, Duke. <laughs> Duke's nephew, Flint, will actually become the, the guy in charge. Please tell me that you can like start a fire by rubbing his arm against a rock or something. Uh, no, it's just fucking, his name is Flint. He All wears right, a cool. beret and more camo-y yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we go to the well-known sports the arena. The fucking sports, sports arena. arena. <laughs> Brought to you by sports. Sports, 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 sports. <laughs> the sports draft is this summer. It's coming up now, arena. Sports. Cold Slither has their audience in a trance, including the three AWOL Joes and the MPs that have shown up to arrest them. And again, the the way we're supposed to think that like shipwreck and everybody has lost it is they're saying, this is a direct quote. This is all of their lines. (laughs) Wow, man, far out. Totally awesome. Cosmic vibes. Wow. Right. Like, cosmic vibes cosmic was the one vibes. that I was like, what I are remember we doing yeah. here. How many of you guys' as fans are like, Cosmic Vibes? Every, no one knows our name. They think we're cosmic vibes. <laughs> well, that was what my confusion was. I think they studied the wrong group of I music listeners. They did what my friend calls jazz research hey. on music. <laughs> we're not friends. Um, <laughs> I didn't name you. Thanks for embarrassing me on your podcast. <laughs> it's my podcast. I'll embarrass you uh, Mostly yeah. usually himself. It's, oh, yeah. it's generally like, you know, stoners. They're making these guys yeah. into like sort of stoners. Like hippies. Like yeah. they're Woodstock or something. You know the ones something. that were really big on, you know, doing violent things? Yeah. For some reason, that was more offensive than the <laughs> misconception that we're violent and, and mean. Yeah. Instead like, yeah, of having hey. the... 
We're yeah. cooler than that. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so wait, it wasn't that people think that rock music is violent. It's that nope. the Grateful Dead fans might yeah, enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. At least it wasn't Juggalos. But you know, no. Oh, Lord, you know what I mercy. said after that too was, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic vibes, Lane. Cosmic vibes. Cosmic vibes. So Cobra Commander is in, is in the control booth, which is above the hot dog stand, mm-hmm. uh, ready to engage the enslavement programming direct quote, Jesus Christ, this thing. Baroness makes the whole crowd kneel and say things like, long live Cobra and all kinds of shit. And, and we get the idea that their will is sufficiently bent. Again, you know what I'm thinking at this point. Mm. Oh, now they have an army full of people they yes. can command to do anything <laughs> they want. Work they're for gonna, free. Exactly. Now they're gonna they're gonna start raiding um, stores. They're gonna start raiding art museums or whatever it is, whatever it is they need. Well, it sounds like no, your no, no. sight is as short as stinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, uh, you know what actually the plan is. These are all gonna be hostages. Yes. Just yeah. hostages that Open were brain hostages. brain controlling. We could have done the same thing by just getting them in here and then surrounding the place and not letting them out. You didn't yeah. need to engage yeah. enslavement programming They've just created, to take hostages. They created consenting hostages. They did. Which yeah. doesn't seem as bad. We want to be kidnapped. <laughs> it's not illegal. It's not illegal. <laughs> it's not illegal. They They're happy. all adults. <laughs> Speaking of which, he yeah. says, do you know where your children are? These are 40-year-old <laughs> men <laughs> in beards when they so pan many, across. There's a dude who's bald with long yeah. white hair. Yeah. <laughs> He must be getting close to 18. There's a guy with a fucking... bunch of people in nursing homes are like, what? <laughs> no. I don't know where I they don't are. Know. There are a lot of kids who are worried about where they're <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yes. The ransom, by the way, one hundred billion dollars. Yeah, ransom. he's really he needs two hundred million to yep. become it's solvent like, and man, he's just for the sky. going for it. Well no, they have to make up for the four hundred percent interest. <laughs> That's true. On that yeah, other they're payment. Definitely gonna pay <laughs> back. He, he stole from him, but he's definitely paying him back. <laughs> yeah. Don't someone think of stinky <laughs> <laughs> every yeah, day. Yeah, Cobra Commander sends out a communication using his that thing he uses to interrupt yeah. broadcasts and shows the world that he has all these people and these hostages and he will not <laughs> surrender them until he gets two a hundred billion dollars in two hours. Yeah, and he shows up, he pans across the crowd, and there's straight up a dude with fucking crow's feet yep. in the front of everybody. And he says, don't bother to send in the G.I. Joes because the sports arena is surrounded by tanks. Where'd you get the tanks, Where'd asshole? Where'd you get the fucking tanks? God damn Also, it. this is, you know what? what is being missed here? Is don't send the G.I. Joes. I have G.I. Joes surrounding the place. Like, send go. the MPs and those three Joes out there and then go. be like, don't send the G.I. Joes. Look, there they work go. for me now. Like, that's a mind fuck. Send you just, the like, Joes. fucking did nothing don't here. Don't bother them. Wow. Well, you got a Sondheim reference into this no thing. No problem. Thank you, Theater Degree. Amazing. Duke yells. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite line of the entire episode. Send in the Joes. Cobra, this is all interrupting, I guess... Duke has the sports program on in the background when he's talking about court-martialing those people. And Duke (laughs) receives this message and then yells, Cobra lulled us into complacency and now they're beating us! (laughs) This dude is high strong. (laughs) It's a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a zero-sum game. Lady J has an idea, which I guess means she doesn't have to confront uh, intelligence at all. She's got this one. Oh, shit. Uh, so we cut back to the sports arena and Zartan and the Dreadnoughts suddenly get bored of playing the I, same so song. Bored. Oh. 
They're so bored, I and get they're getting it. paid like five dollars an hour or yeah. something. They're not getting paid to scale. No, they they give Zartan the one million dollars, and he's paying his henchmen five dollars yes, an hour. Yes, because oh, you know bad guys. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty so, bad. So, and they're bad. like, they're like, we're going, we're leaving. We're if they want more My time, my shift we need is more money. over. Says my the drummer. Shift is over. <laughs> Which I get. I did that today. Like, <laughs> I did too, but not on stage. <laughs> So Working fun. for terrorists. You've never played yeah. too long. Just been like, that's it. Sorry, Not everybody. Halfway through the first song. Um, so they leave the stage, and it's the in from the control booth. Cobra Commander's like, so what? Everyone's already under mind control. It doesn't matter if yeah. they stop Which playing is or whatever. Exactly what I was thinking. I was like, who cares? And Cobra Commander's <laughs> like, who cares? And I'm like, oh shit, I'm terrorist. <laughs> oh, it might it might not have mattered that they started playing. Like once yeah. you had everybody in here and the place surrounded, they couldn't really have gotten out. So, yeah. but now we're finally approaching the inmost cave. Fuck oh man. yeah, um, the inmost sports arena, the inmost <laughs> dressing room. So three female. There's uh. dressing rooms at the sports arena, of course. Yeah. Um, three female. These three female. Joe's cover girl, Lady J, and the third one. And third girl. They pretend to be groupies and they ambush the fake band in their dressing room, disarming them and learning the location of the control room, which they radio to Duke. And then cover girl uses her knockout perfume, <laughs> which even I'm like, come on. You're like, come on, could she have Women a real weapon? better than this. <laughs> this, is some, this is some Black Widow shit. Also, <laughs> speaking of which, these outfits are nonsense. Like one lady's these wearing outfits? a short... What's that? These particular outfits. I know, right? It took these outfits to me to be like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. It's not. It's not sleeveless uh, blazers. And no, shit Cover like Girl's that. wearing no. like knee-length white biker shorts or something. No, you're still thinking of Lady J. Lady J is wearing <laughs> red shorts and a button-up shirt tied up. Okay. <laughs> One of them, I think Third Girl is wearing like <laughs> a short black dress. That's fine. Fine. Cover Girl's wearing a fucking pencil skirt <laughs> and like a Cinderella blouse. She's doing business casual joeing. I guess so. so. They're dressing she up has like an interview groupies, later. by the way. That's that's the, that's the, the lady plan. The, yeah, the lady plan, it, and I, I just can't muster up the energy to be annoyed about this because- <laughs> No, no, go for it. I think you give it, give it, give it's it time. It's like, why do they have to seduce them first? They already are lying in wait to ambush them yeah. in the dressing uh-huh. room. They're coming in. All you need is one person standing by the door to shut it behind them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can disarm them the whole plan. They don't have to. They but first they have to flirt with them and the yes. and the whole thing. And it's sort of like a plot twist. It it's not a plot <laughs> twist. It's <laughs> like plot tits. High five. Hey. Oh God. No, it's just sort of like why does there have to be this weird seduction angle? It's super weird, it's, man. It's like for well, this like, is for fucking it. kids. They don't yeah. even they're not going to understand what a the, groupie is. Well, here's you know, the like, special episode part. They're teaching kids about all the dangers of music. Oh, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what is see women? It can be dangerous for you too. Yeah. That's right. Also, <laughs> men with bands be careful of groupies because they could hurt you so then the three uh oh scarlet scarlet's the third lady scarlet scarlet the three ladies rush (laughs) rush the control room and there they're able to just beat the cobras because they're wearing earplugs which they didn't wear because of the subliminal message they just wore them because they were like we don't think you we don't we don't think you got good taste in music Yeah. Oh, jokes. Fucking Squaresville, so man. <laughs> also, we heard you were playing it, rock and or roll music. Also, isn't it like 
better if you figured out it was subliminal messages? Doesn't that make the Joes seem a little smarter? Yeah. What is intelligence doing this whole time? Still Did looking, they all go to Cabo? Sorry, all we know is <laughs> trucks and where trucks are and what trucks look like. Do you have earplugs with Cobra logos on them? Yes, yes exactly. Our satellites just look for Cobra logos. That's, <laughs> we didn't have to tune to anything else because that's the only organization that, we, <laughs> right, yeah, that commits any crimes. They oh, really threw a curveball. You want intelligence. We're... Intelligence, intelligence. Yeah. with the quotation marks. Anyway, this is the Supreme Ordeal, this thing in the control room, and one of the Lady Joes takes the chainsaw gun to the control console, Trust which her. wakes the whole crowd up from their stupor. After Duke says, hey, maybe we could use the subliminal message to keep some discipline around. Fucking relax. <laughs> the blonde hair, blue eye guy. Fucking show. Yeah, right, right. Relax, dude. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we could not mind control everyone who's already willingly serving. It's a rare at opportunity. That's what we're saying. <laughs> also, I'm saying they spent all the time creating this technology. We're yeah. just going to bust it up. Yeah, I mean, we could like we blew this. up those crates full of yeah. life saving medicine. Look, we're trying to learn from our mistakes. Exactly. See? So um, then the most bonkers thing of all oh, happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. The crowd, led by a fucking parrot, <laughs> demand that a parrot starts going, we want a show. And yeah. it's like, fuck you, parrot. <laughs> they just saved your lives from fucking being zombies. Who You're the only the one who could have flown out of here. So the crowd starts chanting, we want music. And one of the Joes goes, they did pay to see a concert. And I'm like, no, they didn't. They fucking oh, wandered in here in a trance. Yeah. Just blew who, my was, mind. who was taking tickets at the door? Like, <laughs> the same guy running fucking security, letting grenades in. Yeah. He's wearing grenades on his count in the fucking general admission pit. They didn't pay to see anything. No. <laughs> Thank God the Joes were so concerned, though, about it. <laughs> this hey, is America. Hey. You get money. You spend money, you get a you show. Get a Not show. getting your money's worth is the ultimate terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra will not win this one because they are the enemy. Duke goes, are you thinking what I think you're thinking? And you, we can't let Cobra be cooler than Joe, <laughs> even in the world of fake rock and that roll. sentence in general. So they create the average Joe band, and of course they sing the fucking Fuck theme song. <laughs> and that's when I realized where this song was written. It was a bunch of military guys shit hammered in the middle of the night one night yeah. talking about how cool they were and someone wrote it down and they've been going with it ever since. Yeah. And now they're on stage at an arena. And that one dude who wrote it down is like constantly like, hey guys, let's, let's play our song. Yeah, you guys bored? Hey guys, I got my, my acoustic. Let's do it. They've been These practicing my, since uh, Cobra went under. My last two notes on this page. Jesus God is this over yet. Oh, Miles is singing along. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dissect the average Joe band. Oh, man. There are three guitars. <laughs> no one wanted to play bass. There is somebody who has a passing familiarity with the concept of drums on the drums. He's better than the last guy. Every anyway. time you see him, he has the, the drumsticks resting on the cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> just like, but sort of moving just back and like forth. He's like a little tiny. He's like, you have the three ladies as backup singers. Singing backup. By the way, I want to be from stardom. Both ladies, one, two, and three. Doesn't translate on a podcast whatsoever. But in the previous scene, there was one shot of Scarlet where there was an animation mistake and one of her eyes was looking straight forward and the other one was sky high at the ceiling and it looked great. I was like, oh no, Scarlet's having a stroke. 
That's all. I just want to bring no that up. No time for this life lesson. We'll do it some other time. <laughs> also worth noting is halfway through the song, I wrote down this note. There's a fucking theremin. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's playing a goddamn theremin. Three guitars, one theremin. <laughs> rock and roll. Bitch, how angry would you be if you went to a rock concert and then the headliner walked off stage yeah. and was replaced by like a military dad band? Not- <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? Not only that, but like you were way into the music yeah. before that. Yep. And like everything the music had to stand for, you're like, this is amazing. And then yeah. like you were- a fucking Navy commercial comes on. Right. Exactly. Talking about themselves. Uh, and then there's a final fucking insult. We don't have a goddamn lesson at the end. No. Yeah. Which is would have been helpful because I'm I was like in, until we got to the da- the military dad band, mm-hmm. it was sort of like the the I guess the dangers of rock and roll music. But then if the Joes come on and play a song right after, it's sort of like what yeah. is even the but thing we're supposed to be warned against? No one even <laughs> says like you know what these people came here. They were angry. Let's cheer them up and play some no. happy music. Like one sentence, just one to try to differentiate yeah. or like drive some point home. So yeah, it seems to me like this isn't a direct rock and roll is evil episode like we've seen in the past, but it's where rock and roll is being scapegoated. Escapegoated. Escapegoated, ah. thank you. It's becoming escapegoated, thank you. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's such a punching bag in the 80s yeah. to be like, well, what does this terrorist organization want to do? They want to control people. What are they going to do? Rock and roll rock music. Roll. Yeah. But don't research what rock and roll even is. It just This is a, like music. a glam, nightmare, hair metal shit fest. Yeah. That's which is the name of my band. And just destroy yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the other thing, right? The idea of like, they don't even care about music. They're just destroying their instruments. They yeah. just don't care about property. They're destroying it. Like, that's a common theme we've seen in these punkers right. episodes it's just like these people just want to destroy everything and it's like not if they worked really hard to pay for those instruments they probably <laughs> don't probably they care about the craft broke in the beginning. <laughs> drawing the comparison between crime and rock and roll which we saw in the chips episode we see in this one what was the and you know murder in yeah. the quincy Emmy yeah. episode ice picks ice picks you mean other instruments yeah <laughs> it's, it's, yes. we've just we've gone from ice picks to stick fights and That's lighters right. to fucking chainsaws and flamethrowers uh, yep. yeah it's, it's been an escalation yeah, yeah, yeah. it really yes. has heavier music heavier music but nobody died in this one so true. we did better yeah. than the ice picks yeah. Yeah, I feel like no one dies in these cartoons. Like this Nobody is a thing does. we talked about like on Captain Planet figures. where it's like I'm just going to throw the rat leprechaun into the river. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's like in the beginning when they're blowing up the trucks, it's like they start shooting and then everybody runs out of the gets out of the truck, yeah. runs away and then the lasers hit. It's like these are some give uppery people. <laughs> they're like, "Oh no, they're shooting at us. Let's go." <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. We're not even union. Uh, I feel like this is our triptych of rock and roll punker exploration. Yeah, what have we really, where have we gone right as a society that they aren't making these things anymore? Are they, though? I feel like it's just anything is now, well, into the 90s, they demonized fucking Marilyn Manson and and emo music right into gangster rap, into Eminem, into present day where it's yeah. it's rap and rap took some of the heat for us yeah yeah yeah. rap really yeah. took some of those bullets especially 50 cent <laughs> he took like nine 50. of them for you yep. guys he's right. like <laughs> <laughs> i wish everyone could have seen the look on your face when you led up to that <laughs> yeah, real, it was a real proud <laughs> trepidation right there I was like, I was like, this is gonna be great <laughs> 
And it was. And it was. He was eyed. So <laughs> he let us all know. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Where, can, where do you feel? Where do you think we could find him, Chelsea? Where? Where? If we were looking for Fifty Cent, if not the sports arena, I would check cents. the club. Where? Oh, the club. Duck club. The club. Thank Duck you. Club. Ah, Fifty yeah. Cent hangs That's out in great. the club. You're looking for Duck Club. Duck Club. With no. a DA. Well, I think that the reason we're talking about Fifty Cent so much is because I don't know how to ask. <laughs> <laughs> what we were supposed to have learned Dodging here. The issue, yeah. There's nothing. Because this episode doesn't try to teach us no. about, you know, mind control and following trends or even like specifically the evils of rock and roll as much as it is <laughs> be careful where you store yeah. your, your your fucking treasure goods. <laughs> this right. is more for criminals than it is for kids. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, if you can get somebody to take points on the back end of your band. Fuck. I, here's what I learned from this, because I, I can't think of a question of, like, you've got a bunch of people who need to understand how to stop terrorism. Do you show them this? No. This, this no. is orientation day for the Marines, is what this is. Truly, if you can survive this episode, right. then you are a Marine. Oh, who's ringing the bell? Who's not going to watch the rest of it? Here's what I think. Looking at this, you get a really clear point of view of how the military was regarded in 1983, oh, yes. which was unimpeachable they were like a they band they form a dad band and they they're could, still cool 100 yeah. percent like some dad band yeah mm-hmm. just because they thought because a parent asked them to <laughs> i was gonna say that's what i learned is that the parrot calls the shots <laughs> it right. really does all right i'm gonna pretend to be a zombie here but only only so i can get a really good show <laughs> yeah. that's right i learned that there is technology somewhere that can flip a ramshackle cabin into a high-tech lair with yeah. the push of a button on remote control. I mean, maybe we've lost that. Maybe the terrorists... Well, it's in Louisiana um, somewhere. It's so in Louisiana if somewhere. knows where it is. I learned what kind of things I have to do to make my band successful. Yeah, yeah. oh no, true. good, sure. good, good because timer for the that. the way that they shot up in the ranks... Three in, days. Yeah, three days. three days time. How long have you guys been at it? Like five days, <laughs> seven days, years. Two slide. years, yeah, yeah, so... What about teeny tiny chainsaws? Uh, <laughs> we had sledgehammers in the last in did, the music video. Yeah. All right. It's a start. It's a start. Yeah. It's a start. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is a far fetched one. What is the the metal guy's name? Like the made out of metal. The bad Destro. guy. Destro. Destro. I learned that at some point in time, Dracula and the Terminator had a love child because oh. that dude is he was meant to be evil. That's what I learned. That I he's did. got yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's accent. He's made out of steel mm-hmm. and he's wearing. Dracula's outfit. But he's like what? with the Baroness, right? Like they're a couple. Are they? They it are seemed, an item. They are an item. So okay. he's doing fine. You know, like. Yeah, well, no, he definitely he, embraced his yeah. role. Uh, listen. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, never mind. It might surprise you to know that Destro is actually an arms dealer from Scotland. Scotland? Scotland? That's right. Have Not anyone, Austria? has nope. this voice actor met anyone from Scotland? Scotland. Has Major Blood like met it. anyone from England? <laughs> <laughs> what did I learn? I learned. Did you have anything to learn? You seem to know everything about, about this show. Say. Well, it, it just reinforced the idea because when Baroness is ordering everybody in the crowd, all they need them to do is stand perfectly still. But no, she's got to have them bow and she says literally bow and scrape yeah. uh, and pledge allegiance to Cobra and say this and that and the other thing. And then slips in a everybody say that Cobra or Destro and Baroness are the best, which really reinforced my, my idea that 
terrorists are really just uh, flamboyantly dressed people with low self-esteem who just want attention. I think we just found the lesson. Although, There's to be no fair... no I in Al-Qaeda. <laughs> what? Oh. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's the line. <laughs> no, no, no. We've been talking about terrorism. <laughs> I gotta go time. now. I'm... No, no, no. I was saying that as in, that was deep. Not as in, like, Thanks. I'm offended. I'm not offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who did you want to hug, Chelsea? I guess, who's our first late Lady Jane? Lady J. Lady J. She leads a successful operation in the she very does. opening moments of the show. No one gets killed. She seizes a lot of... I mean, like, proud of her, so... Operation Dune Buggy Laser, and then later <laughs> she leads Operation Slut. Groupie. Groupie yeah. love. Operation Penny Lane. Uh, so, yeah, I would hug her. She's, you know, she's playing in a man's world, but she's getting shit done, so... I mean, honestly, I'd probably have to hug, like, the Cobra Commander. He clearly doesn't have his shit together. He's just trying in a in a America's world to be a terrorist. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. he and Skeletor would be, be They could really get along. They we need to be a crossover. That would be an unsuccessful podcast. <laughs> Wait, who fucking said that? <laughs> Why is Skeletor talking about Cobra? <laughs> but that's Cobra Commander? <laughs> Fuck. Um... Yeah, that's hard. I would say probably uh, G.I. Joe Pesci. Yeah. He's just trying to loan some people some money, yeah. and his whole yeah. business gets fucking... He's trying to run an honest, shady business. <laughs> He's yeah. trying to be an honest loan shark out he here. He can't spell. He's done really well for being that uneducated. Yeah. Clearly... <laughs> Yeah, he clearly does not know how to bathe himself, but look, he's got a million dollars to just fucking throw around. How cool is that? I guess I'd hug uh, Footloose because he does not belong in this army. <laughs> he is, he just wants to dance, as he his does. name implies. Yeah. And I think that, you know, he's got that grenade on his suspenders for when he's had enough. Is he the one who says Fuck, cosmic vibes? Could be like, oh, yeah, he's like, cosmic yeah, no, vibes, man. he doesn't belong here. No, I think, no. That, I think that grenade's no. got his own name written oh. on it. So you guys just, you shot a video. It's amazing. It won an award. It sure did. What award did it win again, please? Uh, best music movie. Best mini movie. Mini movie. Hyphen music. Guys, this shit it's was really official. legit. Yeah. yeah. What, was the, what was the festival? It was the Brentwood Pacific Palisades International Film Festival. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Nice. It's a specific yeah. area, international. <laughs> yes. Right. And we nailed it. America International. <laughs> uh, what is the name of the video, and, and where where should people look for it? The song is called Reapers Hollow, mm-hmm. and you can find it on YouTube. Or if you were just going to listen to the song itself, it would be on any streaming platform, really, at all. Absolutely. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever you like. Yeah, just go find Altered Revelations. They're on yeah. Spotify for sure. Anywhere you you find music, check them out. Buy their shit. You guys have a yeah. website as well, yeah? AlteredRevelations.com. Mm. All of our stuff is pretty straightforward. If you know yeah, the yeah, name, yeah. you can find us anywhere. It's about as on the nose as a G.I. Joe That's theme song. Sure <laughs> is. Alter Revelations, your favorite. AlterRevelations.com, the website. <laughs> Fighting to save the day. Alter Revelations, the flamethrower. New merch, new weapons. I mean instruments. Yeah, absolutely. Check them out, folks. They are friends of the pod. They're amazing musicians. We are going to be dropping this at the end of the week. So unfortunately, your Viper Room show isn't going to be oh, pluggable. Yeah. No. Do you have anything else coming up that you could you could direct people to as far as any shows? Not officially yet. We're working on a few, but as of now, okay. just keep checking our socials because we yeah. try to play all the time. They're we'll amazing, amazing in-person people well, you got. You. If you thank are you in the much. LA area or round and about, if you're in LA international area, <laughs> please go check them out because it's an promise. awesome, awesome show. Folks, thank you very much for tuning in. If you haven't already rated and reviewed this podcast, do that right this very second. 
Don't, no, right now. And we will see you next time where we'll be watching another show. Chelsea. Yep. <laughs> what are we watching next time? Next time we're going to be watching Dragnet, Season 9, Episode 1, The LSD Story. Lord have mercy, Chelsea. I have been waiting for this episode for so long. I'm so excited. I used to watch Dragnet with my grandpa when I was a kid. Fucking love this show. This this show is also known as the Blue Boy episode mm. for the acid individual who paints his face blue. It is exploitative drug nonsense to the max. So please, nice. please and our very special guest will be Michael Pollan. Yeah, he's coming in here. Tell us how to change our minds. A fucking old druggie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just one more time. We wanted to thank Garrett and Lane Nobriga for coming in and joining us. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You so Thanks much. for having yeah, us. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you. We're pretty excited. So we will see you next time. Bring snacks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hugging and Learning. If you want to visit us online, our website is huggingandlearning.com, where you can find links to all the articles we talked about today, as well as our post office box where you can mail us snacks. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at huggingandlearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about the experiences you've had with things we talked about. Or you can send us suggestions on which episodes we should do next. Our podcast is produced by Miles Pulaski, who also wrote our theme music. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chelsea. See you next time. Bring snacks! Mm-hmm.